Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Breakdown. I'm Luke, and I'm here with Lori St. Ilme. Hello. She's head of our uh, social media here at the church. Yep. She's excellent work. I always enjoy and look <laughs> forward to uh, you know seeing what quote you're going to feature from Pastor yes, Zach each it. week. Um, uh, and they're so they are so well done. Thank you. So so well done. You know, I heard one time like if you're going to have any kind of social media presence, it better mm -hmm. be good. Okay. If you're going to have a bad social media presence, you should not have one better at all. Not have one. And yeah. I would say ours is very very good. Oh, I love that. That's I I love the work. I love getting to just communicate mm -hmm. the culture and what's happening here. That's my heart. So. Right, and and it's spir it's spiritual work. Yeah, I think you know sometimes we don't when we think of church work, we tend to think of the pastoral mm -hmm. staff or people that have some kind of teaching ministry yeah. or music ministry, mm -hmm. but graphics are so important yeah so so important and god cares about how things look absolutely you know you, all you have to go back is just look at you know how detailed and specific he was in mm -hmm. when in his instructions in creating the tabernacle yeah and, absolutely you know and it's so artistic yes so so That's thank you awesome. for serving us in that thank way you. So Lori is in for us today as our guest, um, because number one, you have to be a Saint Ilmay to be a guest on this uh, on this show. Um, no, but she's here. Um, Pastor Kurt was unable to join us. Uh, he's on vocal rest for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so Pastor Kurt, we you know we affirm you. We are so thankful. I know I am very thankful for um, your guidance and your the teaching that you bring to our church Absolutely. and how you mentor me um, in my abilities as a teacher too. Mm -hmm. um, so now we're going to continue in week. Uh, four of the King's Academy series that Pastor Zach just wrapped up. Yes. Um, so this week, if you go into your Bible, um, if you want to brush up more on the story, the chapters are in 1 Samuel. It's chapters 27, mm -hmm. uh, 29, and 30. And as a quick summary, what happens with David in these, store, in these chapters is David realizes, oh boy, Saul is going to kill me, even yep. though I don't want to kill him and I'm serving the Lord, but he's going yep. to kill me. So I have to get out of Time here. Time to get out. And where does he go, Lori? He goes to the Philistines, which I love because it's so ironic, yep. right? We know David as the one who killed the Philistines giant, David and Goliath. Week one. And so the fact that now he is going to the Philistines to seek refuge, one, just shows how unconventional sometimes the way that the Lord leads us is. Two, it shows that um, David is trusting God mm. in the way that he is moving and in the way that he is being led. I Amen. Just, I love it. No, so he it, goes to the Philistines. He goes to the Philistines and he comes um, into the land of King Achish. Yep. And he falls in the good graces of King Achish. Yes. And King Achish actually in chapter, I believe it's 28, says, I'm going to make you my personal bodyguard. Mm -hmm. um, and so he finds favor among uh, King Akish, and yep. th that's actually the first lesson. So we have yep. three lessons that we're gonna cover tonight. Favor, relatability, and how to be a hero. Yeah. So the first lesson is favor. Mm -hmm. And what this looks like for David is, uh, David is at first living in the capital city with Akish, yep. and he's like, you know, we really need, a, our, our my men and I, we, we really want like one of the other towns that we can live in. Yes. Um, and so he gives him the town of Ziklag. Yeah. So we have this idea of favor, we, He's being shown favor. Yes. Now, Pastor Zach had a really uh, key point to make. It's that favor is not for affirmation. It is for assignment. And this is a confusion that we all fall into. And it's really yep. important that we learn to delineate the difference between those two. Absolutely. So I feel like we get these two mixed up so often. So we think, 
I have the favor from the Lord. Look at how much he is blessing me. Look at how He's much I'm using receiving me. Yep. from him. He's using me, absolutely. And we think, wow, God must really love me. God must think that I'm special or worthy or or whatever. Right. Um, and while all those things are true, the two are not, They're not based the same. on each other. No. Yes. Right. Um, so the fact that we are worthy, that we are loved, that we receive good things from the Lord is all true and great. But when we take in the favor that we receive from the Lord, the things that the Lord gives us and blesses us with right. as the result of the love that he has for us, that's when things get really tricky and confusing. Right. Because affirmation has more to do with identity. Yes. And that's where we get, you know, the love, mm -hmm. you know, God loves us because we are identified as his children. Yeah. Um, and we are his sons. We are his daughters. So God never takes his love away from me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Romans 8. Right. And then also the concept of, you know, I will never leave you or forsake you. So yes. that is that is identity. Yes. We are his child. He never leaves us. Yep. And so we are and that's affirmed. Sealed, right. No matter right. what. So we I am affirmed by my identity in Christ. Yes. Now favor is different because yes. as God's son and daughter, I am gifted. Mm -hmm. Um by God's grace, yes. you know, as you know, Christ comes and He gives us gifts. Mm -hmm. He He graces us, which is unmerited favor. Yep. Um, and we are supposed to use these gifts yes. to accomplish the purpose that uh, that Christ has put us on this earth, which is to proclaim Him and to reclaim the world for Him. Yes, I feel like oftentimes when we think of favor, we think of provision. Mm -hmm. We think of what is God giving me? The tangible things that God's giving given me. Um, and even with that, it's easy to be like, okay, God is giving me provision, money, whatever. Right. And I'm going to go and use that for his glory. And we can kind of make that connection. Yes. Provision right. from the Lord is used as a tool for him. Right. But it's, but it's, it's not more than that. Right. Yes. So when we have the favor of the Lord in the form of a calling or a spiritual gift or mm. like prophecy I love. We could have received the gift of prophecy and be like, wow, God must must trust me so much, must think that I am good enough to receive this gift. But prophecy is worth nothing if right. you're not actually using it mm -hmm. to spread his truth, to minister to other people. Right. And I feel like favor so often is bigger than we give it credit for right because we're we're seeing it backwards yes we're seeing our standing with god through the favor mm -hmm. um that he has bestowed upon us yeah. when actually you know the gifts are without repentance so mm -hmm. you know there's different amounts of favor that people have yeah. um regardless of their standing so that's why affirmation is so important it's like your that's your identity piece yeah so don't use your gifts um, as a way to, uh, as, you know, looking at it as though like, oh, this is how God is affirming my identity in him. No, yes. it's not. This is how, this is what God is gracing you with so that you can then go use this for an assignment. Yes. You know, so like when the angel appears to Mary, mm -hmm. he says, hail favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, why was she favored? She was favored because God decided to bestow upon her yes. the gift of bear and the mission of mm -hmm. bearing his son. Yes. Now, favor doesn't, it, it 
we think of like, oh, this is going to look great. Yes. For yep. Mary, it wasn't. It she, made her life harder. It made her life much yeah. harder. So yeah. favor doesn't always mean that it's going to be sunshine and roses. Yep. It's This is a gift to fulfill an assignment with. Mm-hmm. So favor is for assignment. Absolutely. And that and that can change. Yes. You know, like I know even for me personally, I, my old church, um, one of the roles that I operated in that I was assigned to uh, was w- as a worship leader. Okay. And there's a certain favor that you receive from the Lord when you're operating in that role. Mm-hmm. And then when I came here, it was like I could see how God was stirring and changing some of the roles that I was being assigned to. And like here, it's like I've received more of a favor from him of like a deeper discernment and understanding okay. of truth. Yeah. Now, if I if I was basing my affirmation and yeah. my standing with and the love of God for me based on, well, you know, God's not using me as a worship leader and I yes. and my connection with him is shifting a little bit, mm-hmm. I could fall into thinking, well, then God has God left me or is, yes. does God not love me anymore? Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not the case at all. Absolutely. It's not the case. Um, we have to learn to read the favor of the Lord in our yes. life. Yes. Yeah. I love what Zach said. He said, when we associate the favor of God with the love of God and then the favor runs out, we think God doesn't love us anymore. Mm. And like you said in your like your testimony, when you were there and you were operating in that level of uh, favor with the Lord as you were leading worship, and then you come here and you're not right on that. No, same I'm not path. in that, in that track right now. Receiving that same version, that same uh, specific mm-hmm. favor, mm-hmm. it can be easy to be like, oh my gosh, have I made a mistake? Right. I'm. I'm. Am I outside of the will of God? Right. No. No. He is giving you now a different favor, a new favor, and that's awesome. But his love remains constant. Right. Your right. identity as a child of God remains constant. Exactly. So everything else can change and the favor can come. And even in David's case, he has the favor. And then we learn down later down in the story, he the favor runs out for him too. Mm-hmm. But his ability to trust in God and to operate as God's right. anointed one doesn't change no it doesn't it doesn't and you know you know zach had that great illustration of you know it being like tools in a closet yes yes so i love that um i am a gifts person like as the whole five love languages thing that gifts thing is i i get that and so um zach's saying oh his wife got him these this toolbox like this is awesome she must really love me that's great but you have those tools. What are you what are you supposed to do with tools? You're supposed to go and do something with them. And so I love the whole you got the toolbox for the purpose of building the closet. Um, and I think that that is exactly what we're supposed to do when we receive favor from the Lord is we can receive that as, wow, this is awesome. And God mm-hmm. loves you no matter what. Right. That love is still constant. But what are we going to do with this? How are we going to put this favor that we receive from the Lord into action? Right, right. And, you know, the the fact is that God is all about his glory mm-hmm. and he's all about using us to accomplish his glory. Yeah. And he will set us up um, in these most favorable situations, yes. like what he does with David. Yep. So what did David receive? What did King Achish give him? Okay, I, I absolutely love this. So... David actually kind of puts it out to the king. He says, if I have found favor with you, give me a city. Give me a city so you can live here and you can rule here and I can kind of get out of your hair and go be somewhere else. And the king is like, yeah, you have found favor with me. I'm going to give you this city, Ziklag. 
And Ziklag was a very um, specific, specifically uh, chosen city by God. Maybe not by the king. Maybe he didn't quite realize what he was giving yep. up. But it actually was the city from which the Philistines and then eventually David was able to go and take other yeah. cities. Yeah, it was like a military town. It was yes. a strategic town. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of like, oh, um, we're going to give him a city. He unwittingly gives him his most important city. Yes. And, and to me, like I, I really think it had to have been the hand of God. Yes. The hand of God moving to, you know, in David's favor through Akish. Mm -hmm. Through Akish. You know, in Proverbs uh, 21, 1, we read the king's heart is like channels of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wishes. So, yeah. you know, we're walking in this world. David's walking in the land of the enemies of Israel. Yep. And yet even there, God's sovereignty and God's will um, sets things up in, in, in David's favor. Yes. Yep. And I am kind of a Bible geography nerd. I love it. I love to see the different lands and the different ways that God uses them from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament. And something that I thought was so cool and something that is accessible for you guys out there is Google the Bible maps. Yeah. Look up where is Ziklag? What is up with this place? Because it's not just a place in a storybook. It's not some imaginary place. It's a real place that exists today that has existed from the beginning of time. And so something I love about Ziklag, Ziklag was originally um, part of the inheritance of the Israelites back in Judges. Wow. So it was wow. part of that. It went down. Um, it was given to the Israelites. Then they eventually lost it to the Philistines. Now David's getting it back. Mm. And then you see even going past uh, this story here, David, um, this is where David is living still when he hears that Saul has died. Wow. And then further down, when the Israelites are coming out of exile from Babylon and Nehemiah, they come back to Ziklag. So wow. to see the scope oh, of wow. the way that the Lord uses the stories and the verses that we know and that we come to like love, but the context of history and geography mm -hmm. and the fact that this stuff all happened here on this earth right. and we have access right. to it and the history of it all right. is just so exciting. So that's my challenge. Oh, wow. Go look up when you hear these stories, especially as we're going through the Old Testament, all these towns, we kind of tune out the names and there's hard to pronounce and all that stuff. Take a second to go that extra step to kind of get yourself in mm. it, into the context, and it will blow your mind. Wow, that to is see amazing. The different places that is all amazing. Throughout history. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I that, love it. That, yeah, that is such a real blessing. Thank Good. you so much. Um, God definitely selected you for this week. So that I love that is it. Amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Um, okay, so then we come into the next lesson. That's relatability. Yes. Because he's he is living among the Philistines, mm -hmm. um, and there and the lesson that he learns is relatability, and that's the lesson that we have. Yes, to learn from this. Yep, absolutely. So when I was looking at this, I was like, "Wow, he like he's in the Philistines. Like he's Jewish, an Israelite. He's anointed to be the future king, and now he's in the Philistines." So we see David, and he is strategic. He now has this military outpost city, and as I'm thinking of this, I just, I got this picture of the game of Risk. I don't know. We oh, I used to love games. playing that. Yes. It's really fun. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, we have the Israelites, they're one color. We have the Philistines, they're another color. Then we have David and the Lord as their own color. So they're operating around the map and they're right now behind 
you know, enemy lines. They're behind the lines of the Philistines, but they're not really on the Philistines team. David is on the Lord's team yes. and he is operating yeah. from that place of following the direction of the Lord, following the call that the Lord has placed on his life, on his mm. life. Um, and so it kind of helps or that analogy sort of helped me understand like, okay, how is David kind of working? Interacting. These and both and, sides yes. sort of thing. He's right. because he's on the Lord's he's team. He's on the Lord's team. Yeah. He's on the Lord's team. And and so he goes there, he he and he does raids. He goes, he yes. raids against the Amalekites and, and the people groups that he he goes out and raids against, those are the ones that the Lord had commanded the Israelites to destroy. Um in the Way book back. of yes, yes. And they and they they were not um successful in yep. that. Yeah. Um but then he so then he comes back to Akish mm-hmm. and he He's not exactly like straight up with him yes. with, when Akish asked him, "Where? what have you been up to? Yeah. Yep. So I, when we were going through this, I'm like, that's weird. That feels a little confusing, a little off. Like what's going on, David? Man after God's own heart. Is he lying? Is he being untruthful? Like what, what's happening mm-hmm. here? And so um, I kind of talking through this, I'm like, okay, again, that analogy of the different players right. on the, on the board. Um David, the Lord has given him this wisdom for military strategy. And so this places that he's attacking are strategic for the Lord. The Lord yeah. and they're kind of benefiting Israel in mm-hmm. a way, but they're also benefiting the Philistines. And mm-hmm. so here he is behind these these enemy lines. He's with the Philistines. He's not over there killing the Philistines. That wouldn't be very smart. Instead, he is taking this opportunity to use the favor that the Lord has given him to then go out and take out these places. And I think connecting it to the relatability thing, if David were to say, oh, I'm taking out these guys and these towns and all this stuff because the Lord told Israel to destroy them way back when, and so now I'm just finishing Mm -hmm. the job, that's not going to gain him favor with, with the king. Right. That's going to make him be like, oh, are you are you on my team or are you on their team? And mm-hmm. so this is where David is able to speak in a way that the king can understand. Well, this is basically what I did. This is the general right. idea of where I've attacked. Mm-hmm. And the king says, wow, he's made himself odious. He's he's annoying to the Israelites. So mm-hmm. I'm going to trust him. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's that's the key for us when mm-hmm. we're applying it to today is, you know, we for all for all intents and purposes is mm-hmm. we live among the Philistines the yes. Philistines meaning people that are not following after God yes. yet we are called to um reach the world and reclaim the world for Christ mm-hmm. um now we can't just go out there and throw and like give out the whole game plan right. and, and like throw you can't just be throw out all of the doctrine at someone who doesn't know God you mm-hmm. have to work at where they're at yeah. so you know you have to you have to be relatable. Yes. Um, but we're we're related. We're we are relating to people with the the goal of accomplishing the task the Lord has given yes. us. Yep. Um, you know, I was thinking about in um in Acts when Paul's on Mars Hill mm-hmm. and he's in Athens and you know they are so religious. Yes. That they just have an altar to every god. Yep. 
in the world of, that they have conquered. Mm -hmm. And even they even have an altar to the unknown God, just yes. in case they left just someone out. Yes. Um, and so how does Paul talk to them? Mm -hmm. He starts using their language yep. and he commends them where he can commend them. He yes. says, you know, people of Athens, I see that you are very religious. I see mm -hmm. that you are very spiritual um, and you have, um, you know, you have an altar to the unknown yep. God. Yep. Now I'm going to tell you about that God. And he yes. uses that as a jumping off point to mm -hmm. point them to the only true God, yes. which is Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but he but he starts using the language that they use, and yeah. actually, like even further on in that speech, he uses the 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 phrase referring to God. He says, you know, for in Him we live and move and have our being. Yes, that poem was actually a poem from Greek culture, which was okay. a it was a it was actually talking about Zeus. Okay. So Paul takes that and he's like, yeah, you do live and move and have your being in God, but yes. this is the true God. Yes, that's so good. I love even kind of bringing that into modern day, people, they they have a desire for a, a higher being. Mm. They, we all have that that uh, yearning for uh, salvation, for to know our heavenly father, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, is within us. And we see it all kind of sneaking up and kind of popping out around culture. I love like you go to Target or whatever, and there's kindness is on every t-shirt and Peace. Treat people with kindness or peace or whatever. The, the the world wants that and they have their own version of what that mm -hmm. looks like. We know that those are fruits of the spirit. Right. And right. so we can show people, you want kindness, you want peace, you want love. This is what this really looks like. This is where the root of it is. This is the fountain of mm -hmm. all those things that the world kind of is fabricating. Right. Their, their own kind of lesser version of and we have access to that and so i think we can use the spirituality mm -hmm. is huge especially like look around people are hurting right. things are happening fear and the world is coming to an end sort of mm -hmm. feeling um we can use that to bring people to the lord and right. we're not going to say these are the end times and Blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can't throw all that right up. Right. That's yeah. kind of like what David, you don't give the whole big giant right. picture. You say, here's where you're, here's where you're at. And here's where I can bridge the gap to bring you to the Lord. And then the Lord works it all out. Right. The Lord is going to fill in all the, the pieces and, and bring about the conviction and the change and the the reshifting right. of our perspectives. But if we come in and shake our Bibles and hit them over the head, we're missing an right, opportunity. Right, because we have to be in step with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And and this is why it's so important that we uh, we have to understand our identity. Yes. We have to understand our identity. Mm -hmm. and we have to understand the favor that the Lord has given yes. us to accomplish a task. Because you have to be intentional. Yes. Because, um, you know, the, Satan will, will tempt us into thinking, okay, relatable, that means you're going to get along. Right. And we, you want to get along with people. And right. Like, Make yourself well, small or whatever right. to get along, to go along. Right. It's like, no, that's that's not the key. It's the, the, right. the, the key point here is that we want to use where people, we want to learn to read people's spiritual profiles. Yes. Relate to them where they're at, but with the intent of bringing them to God mm -hmm. and then allowing the Holy Spirit, right. once they're, when, when they're open, you know, right. they will welcome the Holy Spirit. Yes. In, and the Holy Spirit will, will take them where they've been trying to go all along. Right. Right. And that's why I think if we try to do this relatability thing in our own strength, we are going to mess it up. Mm. We are going to fall short every time. But if we're doing it empowered by the Holy Spirit with that discernment, with 
all the grace and right. all the love and all the fruits of the spirit evident in our own lives, that's when the Lord can do the work. We're not going to do the work. The Lord is going to do the work through us when we humble ourselves and come alongside with that gentleness and the the all those things that we have been empowered with through the Holy Spirit. Right. And that's how we're relatable without compromise. Right. And, and I, I think it's so it's so key to remember this because we have this tendency of wanting to um, think run from the world. And we'll get to that mm -hmm. in the next in the next lesson. But it is kind of like. You know, that's not Jesus's prayer for us. Yeah. In John 17, Jesus was praying to his father. He's like, Father, I, I don't pray that you take them. Don't My prayer is that you do not take them from the, out of the world, but mm -hmm. that you protect them from the evil one. Yeah. And then that we are we are not of the world, just as Jesus was not of the world. Yes. But we are sanctified by his truth. Mm -hmm. So we are vessels carrying his truth yeah. and his Holy Spirit. Yes. I love it. That's It's awesome. And it's convicting. Mm -hmm. And it... it is empowering for us to go out and to put this into practice in our own lives. Amen. Ugh. So good. <laughs> uh. Now, since you are a mom, yes, you know you you have been entrusted with children mm -hmm. and you're you're raising them um, in this land of the Philistines. Yeah, and you so you have a dual purpose. Number one, it's like I have to I I need to instill the truths of God mm -hmm. and raise them in the, in the, in the, you know, the truth of God. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to teach them about the world. Yeah. Um, honestly, it is, uh, uh, and can be overwhelming sometimes, um, to be honest, but I feel like it comes back to the identity thing. I don't necessarily want my kids right now to be relatable to the world. I want them to know who Amen. they are. I want them to know that they belong to the Lord, that they um, are perfectly created in his image and all those things that the world will try to come in and, and fill in the gaps mm -hmm. for them. I don't want them to have any gaps. I want them to be so secure in who they are in the Lord and in the love that he has for them and the love that Will and I have for them. Mm -hmm. And then as they grow, that's why I love this lesson is not necessarily for the baby Christian. It's no. not for... Right. The kindergartners right. in like the actual kindergartners right, or the right, spiritual right, kindergartners. Right. Yeah. This is for the people that have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, right. that discernment, that mm -hmm. ability to listen and receive from the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, but to be honest, raising kids in the land in the land of the Philistines, it is humbling, mm -hmm. is like I think the biggest thing. And I think that's where our identity needs to be secure. We want our kids' identity to, to be secure, but I need to be secure in my identity as a child of God before I can be, I'm a mom and that's my right. identity. No, my identity is in my child, my being a child of God mm. and everything has to flow out of that. Right. Um, in trusting the Holy Spirit. Right, right. Wow, well. Thank you so much for, you know, you and all the other great parents here who really mm -hmm. want to raise their children biblically, because it's a very uh, strong encouragement to me and others who someday hope to mm -hmm. you know, be graced with families by yeah. the Lord. And, and so it's great to have you guys around so that we can rely and follow your example. Awesome. I love um, it. Thank you. So now the, the final example, we're going to wrap up really yes. quick here, but it's how to be a hero. And we're mm -hmm. kind of already touching on it. Yes. Um, so basically what happens in the story is David is going to go out and fight with the Philistines, but mm -hmm. they're going to go after Israel. The Philistines are like, hey, Achish, this isn't going to work. Yep. Um, I know you have this relationship with him, but this time, no. Yeah, we don't trust him. Right. 
Send him back. So David goes back to Ziklag. In the meantime, the Amalekites have come in uh -huh. and they have completely raided Ziklag yep. and taken David and his 600 men, yes. their families, all of their lives. Like there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And they're devastated. Yes. As one would expect. And they turn on David. They do. They're so distraught. They, the, the passage here literally says they're ready to stone him. Mm. And you'd think all that pressure, all that David's own family was taken too, all that pressure and all that grief, and even now the threat of being stoned by his own men, David would be like, I'm the military guy. I got this. Let's go get him. But he doesn't. Mm. And I love it. He stops and he prays and he prays intentionally. Yeah. Um, uh, Zach says, the Bible says that... Um, he asked for someone to bring an ephod. And I was like, wait a second, like, what's an ephod? Like, I literally had to go and Google, what is an ephod? Um, and it's just a priestly garment um, mm -hmm. that he put on. It's kind of like an apron, right. but it was like a traditional priestly garment that he um, asked for. And then he went to the Lord. And I love that. Sometimes I feel like we get so reactionary. If we even do this at all, we'll maybe stop and, God, what do you want me to a do Hail real Mary quick? prayer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think you want me to do what I want to do anyway, so I'm going to go do it. Um, but I, that's why I love that the passage that the Lord included that little tidbit of he asked for the ephod right. because to me it speaks of the intentionality, the pause. Preparation yes. before inquiring of the Lord, even in the midst of the stress of his men turning on him and wanting to stone him. Yes. Yep. And it says that they were so devastated. They have followed David everywhere. So this was like, a really big deal, a really devastating loss for them to get pushed to that level. Yeah, their whole families were, mm -hmm. were taken away. They didn't know that they were alive or dead. Yes. Yep. Um, and so David goes to the Lord and the Lord said, go for it. All of them will be rescued, mm -hmm. which is awesome because it's 600 men, all their wives, all their children. That's a lot of people. You think you'd maybe lose a few. The Lord says, nope, all of them will be saved. Right. And, and, you know, that's and Zach said, you know, heroes fight when allies are fickle. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't we have our allies. We have the people that yep. the Lord has given us to walk with. Yep. But at the end of the day, we fight for the Lord, mm -hmm. even if even if people turn against us or yep. are not walking with us. We stop and we inquire of the Lord intentionally mm -hmm. like David. And then they go and 200 of the of the men, they yep. they're just too tired yes. because they are full of grief. They yep. They, they, they just walk back and forth right. to battle, but not battle. <laughs> right. They can't go on. So they stop at a stream. The rest of them go. They conquer and, and the Amalekites and yep. they get back all of their families. Yes. They yep. come back and the guys are like, well, we can't share the spoils with these 200. Right. We that, just went and fought. Right. We just went and earned ourselves the victory. These guys didn't earn themselves the victory. We'll give them their wife and their kids back, I guess. But... <laughs> We're going to keep all the spoils to ourselves because we, did the we work. earned it. Right. Exactly. Um, and I feel like we do that sometimes, mm. even in our own in our own walk. We're like, well, I go to prayer every single night or I do I this do or these that. Things. Yes. I am faithful. Yes. So I should be receiving More. the honor. Right. I should be receiving the the favor. Mm. We we hold up a measuring stick and we say, you you're spiritual. You pass my test. You don't. So maybe maybe we don't include you in this. That's not how the Lord no, operates. No, because then what what does David do? He shares the victory um, even with those who were guarding the bags. Yes, and and who who had to stay behind. Mm -hmm. um, 
and it, it, he instituted it as a law yes. in Israel. And it was, and, and as Christians, Moving we share forward. It, the application of this is that we share in each other's victory. Mm-hmm. So when someone is giving a testimony on Sunday, yes. I'm not supposed to be there and comparing that to my life. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be rejoicing with that person. Yes. I'm supposed to, because their testimony is my testimony. Yes. And having that right. in, encourage our faith and, and multiply it in our lives so that we know they receive the victory and we also can receive the victory and other way around. When we get the victory, that's not just for us right. to hold to ourselves. That's for mm. the other people as well. Right. Sometimes when we, we get the victory, we're like, another. yeah, look at me. I got the victory. Maybe it'll happen for you someday. But the Lord's like, nope, the victory for you is a victory for all. Amen. Amen. And so then we come to that last really important quote is yes. that, you know, haters mourn a lost generation, but heroes go and get them back. Yes. And. I think, again, the key to that mm-hmm. is our strength is the Lord. Yes. And so we're, we, we, we don't look at the odds. Mm-hmm. Haters look at the odds. And they're yes. like, yeah, too far gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, Will and I have done youth ministry since mm-hmm. we first met. And so we, with young people even, I know this kind of applies bigger beyond just like actual age generations. But even with that, seeing these kids come through and seeing some of them making choices and they're going, they're choosing their own path and stuff like that. And it can be easy to be like, wow, this is discouraging. Mm -hmm. Like this is just let them go. Like they're lost too bad. Move on to the next ones. But that's not the heart of the Lord. The Lord is I'm going to go after that one. I'm going to go and get them back. And he is empowering and equipping us to go and do the same. Amen. Amen. You know, and and that's where, you know, we read, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Yes. And, you know, sometimes if, if you're feeling discouraged and you're seeing the world, you're seeing how it just looks so far gone. Yep. Go back into your own life and, and really take stock of what did the Lord save me from? Yes. You know, and if the Lord can save me and he's mm-hmm. entrusted me with his saving power, then I can yeah. go out and be that minister knowing that it's not at the end of the day, it's not my job to do the right. saving. The Lord does that. Yes. I just carry that and I go out into the world and I'm his faithful minister yes. with the favor that he's bestowed on me. So yes. this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much so, for having so me. Oh, this, this was great. Awesome. This was great. Um, so to all of you watching at home, we just wrapped up our series um, on the King's Academy. And I just encourage you to go back, you know, take stock of all the lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and at every day, yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking back to one of our first weeks here on the breakdown. It was we were learning that we are a kingdom of priests. Waking up and, and reaffirming your identity yeah. in the Lord is key because Absolutely. out of that will flow all of your actions. Yes. Um, so, Lori, if you don't mind, just close us in prayer. I'd love to. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for just the truth that we receive through your word, Lord, and the way that you um, make it come alive to us to be applied here and now in this day and age where you have placed us strategically for your glory, for your purpose. Lord, I pray that every person that um, is listening to this, Lord, that you would just um, empower them with the Holy Spirit to go out and walk out these truths in their life this week. Um, just be with us, Lord, um, as we go into another week and uh, just help us to honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, that's all we have for tonight. Um, and to the men of the church, it's never too late for you to join <laughs> a Mustache March, um, a movement started among us by Alex Laramore. Yes. And, and we- women, uh, <laughs> you can do it if I can deal with my husband with a mustache that's like like one of those 80s cop shows. 
you can do it too. Mm. It's fun. And you know, April 1st is right around the it's, corner. It'll get here. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for tonight. I'm Luke. I'm Laurie. And this was The Breakdown. Have a great night, guys.